0: Ah, uh, yes. Welcome once again, my friend, to station B-O-B, where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. How we doing? I'm feeling good. Always excited, filled with enthusiasm, joy. Pleasure. The weather is fine on my side of town, and I hope the same is true for you wherever you reside. So today, I have a special guest who actually contacted me. He reached out to me because he wanted to respond to the podcast that we did last week with the Amanda and Rob debate gate should child support not be paid to mothers who keep the children away to far from fathers and so my next guest he actually was a vic- a victor so to speak in that he had the child support awarded to him and i had the same experience down the road and so today's topic is child support Ain't it ain't fun when the rabbits got the gun? Now you know I'm I'm noted for my special kind of terms, but that's not mine. That that's my next guest. He hit me to the term. It ain't fun when the rabbit got the gun. So he's here today to explain that to you and to talk to you about his struggles and strife through child support and what life is. Because now he has the kids, and if he has the kids, he has the power. So, say hello to Vassar Green. Vasa. say hello to the audience. What up, everybody? How y'all
1: feeling today?
0: All right. You can see he's feeling good. Uh, we, it's football Sunday where I'm at, and it is where you are. And, unfortunately, his team lost today. So, forgive him for his, you know, uh, subdued, uh, you know, Deeanor if you will, so Mr green you you know experience the child support you know when when you know your your ex wife had the power so on, and so forth, and you experience what it's like for a father who has to pay child support, and you you kind of um if you will um experience that, you know, being on the bottom of that relationship when the woman has the power. So you want to talk a little bit about how that experience was for you as you not only had to pay child support, but some of the things that you went through because the woman had the power in that situation because she had the kids. Yes. Um, to
1: address the title, It Ain't No Fun When the Rabbit Got the Gun, that was a that's not mine that was a phrase i can't remember who actually coined the phrase but it was fitting for the topic basically what it means is you know the rabbit is usually the prey when the hunter goes out hunting with his gun so he has the upper hand he has the gunpowder he has the bullets or what have you but if the rabbit who is the prey was to actually get a hold of the gun now, the tables have turned, and the hunter is the one that is scrambling, trying to run for safety. So, I made an analogous relationship with regards to child support. That when, it ain't when, no
0: fun. When the
1: rabbits got the gun.
0: Okay, so now, before you got the gun, funny rabbit, talk about how that was for you. <laughs> Shout out to Bugs
1: Bunny and Emma Fudd.
0: No doubt. Um well initially as
1: most fathers go through um, when I chose to divorce my ex-wife of course you know we had two children, two sons and when the question of child support came up um, initially, let me just go back a minute, initially there was no child support. In fact when My ex-wife said that there would be no child support because we amicably agreed that I would simply, you know, break her off with the money order. And, you know, that way I have proof of what I've done and we could keep it out of the court system. The judge actually kind of motioned to her and gestured to her like, you know, are you are you under duress? You know, we can do this because. As we all know or may not know, money is being made through the pain of divorces and custody. So even though she said this, you know, they were still pushing. Moving forward, we went along with the idea, but what eventually happened is when I was visiting my mother down in Maryland, when I came back, I found a certified letter pushed under my door From her requesting child support, which came as a result of my ex-wife requesting that I take them every weekend. So this is how the cycle starts. So when I didn't comply with her request to take them every weekend, she got angry. She became vindictive and she knew that she had that child support. uh In her back pocket that she could pull out at any time to use at her disposal. So the only reason I was even in the system was a result of me not
0: bending under her will, so to speak. Because she had the power because she had the kids. Exactly. And so what happened after that? So once
1: we had to go to court and go through the rigmarole of, you know, how much I was making, she was making or what have you. It was agreed upon of what I would be paying even. And actually, the irony was I was actually giving her more with the system that we came up with than the one that was ordered by the court. So she actually did herself a disservice by
0: adding us to
1: the system.
0: Um, so you're saying that you were paying her prior to going into court and receiving a court yes, order? Yes, I would get money orders and
1: i would pay her i don't remember now because it was about 10 years ago at this point but i know that the amount i was giving her on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis was more than what she ended up getting from the court order wow
0: okay okay so tell us about some of the things now child support has kicked in. Tell us about some of the things that you experienced as, um, you know, the person on the bottom as the fathers usually are when the mothers have the children and the child support. They, they have what I call they have the power.
1: Yes, uh, several things. Um, during that time when I was paying child support, there came a time when I became unemployed. Um, I worked as a teacher as well as an administrator in the education system. My contract wasn't renewed. And of course, no one cares when you lose your job because the money has to keep coming regardless. Um, So I lost my job. I was still expected to pay. I applied for unemployment. And as a result of unemployment with Child support, I was receiving $15 after my unemployment check was garnished.
0: You mean after taxes and then the the onerous, usurious tax of child support? Yes.
1: So I was expected to live off of $15 from unemployment until I found another job.
0: So let me ask you, how did you make out with $15 a pay period there?
1: Well... Luckily, I have a very supportive family um I was able to move in with my aunt and stay for her stay with her for a year until I got on my feet
0: um so let me ask you has did child support actually change you? You know you had to move and go live somewhere else as a result yes. of the the burden of child support. Now, when I say that, I don't say that speaking against a father paying or you know, for their child. We're just really talking about how the woman, you know, how the mother who has the children um has the leverage to make a father's life very, very, very you fill in the blank. It could be miserable, humble, it could be a number of things.
1: Yes, all of the above. Um so here's the thing. Um, the, the mere fact that I was put in the system, not only was it done out of, in my opinion, her being vindictive and knowing that she has that at her disposal. I, by no means, am a deadbeat father. Now, if you're a guy who has the means and just refused to pay, then that's a whole nother story. I'm, I was always a consistent presence in my son's life. I came to pick them up on, you know, every other weekend. I made sure that they had the things that they needed. So there, in my opinion, was no need for me to put into a system to tell me to do something that I was already doing.
0: Okay. But because she had the power and she didn't like the fact that you would not agree to take them every weekend I mean who would want to do that we love our children but if the arrangement is every other weekend you have plans on your off weekends just as she has plans on her off weekends but you said that you didn't want them every other every weekend and then boom child well, support. yes
1: I mean because I needed time to try to well, during the time I was unemployed, I needed time to get out resumes, to go to interviews, to try to, you know, find a way to sustain myself because I would be no good to my sons if I can't take care of myself. And I needed that time. By no means did it mean that I didn't want to see them. I mean, you know, I was looking forward to seeing my sons every day when we were married. I just think that it was a situation where she, like a lot of women,
0: know that they have this at their disposal,
1: and they use it whether they need to or not.
0: And so as a result of her using that, what are the type of things you experienced, you know, during that journey of being on the bottom end of having to pay child support?
1: Well, for starters, um, my ex-wife also had a daughter. And her daughter's father, I'm not sure whether or not, he was paying but for some reason i was put on the hook for it and i was the one who married her i was the one who secured a home and stability for not just my sons but also my former stepdaughter so i provided the stability and did everything quote unquote the right way yet i was treated as if i was the deadbeat dad And so what did you experience? What was that like, you know? Um, Well, there were situations where when I would come to visit the children or to take them back with me, because like clockwork, I would always pick them up on Friday evenings when it was my weekend. At the time, I worked in Newark, and I would drive from Newark to Williamstown, which is, approximately 100 miles, so you're talking after working a long day, teaching, dealing with traffic on the turnpike and the parkway, driving all the way down. There were times when I would come and pick them up, and they would not be at home. Their mother would take them out to different places. You you're no, saying
0: you mean that you would? she knew that you were scheduled to pick them up, and then she would not make herself available? She would take
1: them with her. And even when they got old enough where they could wait for me at home, she would there were several occasions where she would take them out with her, knowing that I was there um, In fact, there was one time after this happening several times that I would call her up and I would ask with you know "Where are you? you know where are my sons?" She would either not answer, so I would leave messages, and I would say to her um." If you're not here, you know, I've just driven a whole two hours after working all day to see my boys. If you're not here in the next 15 or 20 minutes, half hour, whatever I said, I'm going back home. I'm not going to sit here and wait all day for you to bring them back from wherever you took them when you knew I was coming. Mm. So these are the games that were being played with me when she knew, again, I was a consistent parent and still to this day she She knew that I was coming, but yet, for some reason, she felt the need to abuse that power to just have me wait around for her to be at her beck and call, I guess,
0: and so all of this was going on before the rabbit had the gun, of course, of course, yes, yeah, so what about didn't you have some issues related to your taxes and when you had your children in the summertime like how was that what what, what was going on with that okay, um Now, we have two sons together and I would say
1: to her, look, we have two sons and I want to be as fair to you as I want you to be as fair to me. Because we have two sons, we should each claim one of them for tax purposes. Apparently, she wanted no part of that. She would consistently every year claim both of our sons because for some reason in her mind, she felt that because they were under her custodial care for most of the time, that gave her the right to claim the both of them every year on our taxes.
0: But didn't you have the right to claim one and she had the right to claim the other? Yes.
1: Um I had to go to court and that you know I've had and I'll get into that later. Um I had to go to court and petition the court to say, you know, I'm I'm paying what I'm required to pay. I should have the right to claim at least one of them. I didn't say I want them both. I wanted one of them. And that way we could split split getting the benefit of our children as dependents. And apparently she wanted no part of it. She wanted all of the tax money. She wanted whatever came with it. And again, this is another example of, you know, the nice guy. Just not getting what he deserves.
0: Okay. So what what happened in the summertime? Didn't you have your children in the summertime, but you still pay child support? I mean, that system is totally broken. I mean, talk about how you're paying child support, but now you have them in your full custody during mm-hmm. the summer months.
1: Well, let me just finish up the the last question. Um so I had to petition the court to say, hey, I'm paying. I'm current. I should have the right to claim at least one of them. And I'm 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 always trying to be fair to her, but she's not trying to be fair to me. So eventually the judge did say that I could claim one. She could claim the other. But then what ended up happening, we had we had an arrangement where I would have my sons during the summer months, starting in July up until they went back to school in September. And I petitioned the court because I'm paying her every month child support. But during the months of July and August, I have custody of my sons. So I petitioned the court saying. I would like to have that money that I'm giving her to use to provide for my sons while they're with me during the summer. But the judge denied my petition. For some reason, which didn't make logical sense to me, because if I have the children, then logically I would need to that money that she's getting to provide for them during the summer, which means that. She's getting the money, but I have the kids so that that gives her the ability to use the money that's supposed to be for them to use for whatever she wants While, while they're with you. Yes, so she can use it to pay her bills. She can use it to go on trips, whatever.
0: Get her eyelashes, the two-inch eyelashes. And
1: because there's no itemized list required from the recipient of the child support. I think, in my opinion, that there should be some sort of itemized list that goes back to the person paying to see that the money is actually going to the children and not to the custodial parent. So, yes, for years i was forced to give her the money that's supposed to be used to provide for our sons while i had the sons but again luckily i had a supportive family that would assist me in making sure they had what they needed during the summer
0: okay so how was it just experiencing some of what i call the perils of child support how how was that for you um well it's funny
1: because um there's there's a thing that, you know, a lot of guys talk about, and I think we've talked about it off the air, the, the child support diet, mm-hmm. uh, where I would, you know, because I was paying when I would go to provide for myself, and I would go put things in the checkout line when I'm buying food for myself, often I would have to put
0: things back.
1: You uh-huh. So, you know, <laughs> I would, you know, peanut butter, no jelly. Yes. You know,
0: spaghetti no spaghetti, sauce, no sauce bacon you no know. eggs. Yeah,
1: so you know the thing. What ended up happening is, you know, I started losing weight. Mm-hmm. So you know, you like, too,
2: yeah, man. You was so, on the child support oh, man, diet, yeah,
1: man. That's what people were saying. Like, you know, you working out, you looking thinner. You know, you you know, you trying to get buff for the summer. You trying to get right. It's like, nah, man, child support diet.
0: Wow, you yeah, know, well, child support yeah. diet
1: will have you lose weight wow like wow. yesterday so i mean you know and again in our society you know nobody cares about the men you know men is just like you know you're told all your life suck it up man up yeah you're a man you're yeah, a man yeah. you can handle it yes. go ahead man handle up it. Yeah, man up. Yeah. Man up.
0: but the, the the family court having been in that system myself the family court is unforgiving And I I always say the only family in family court that they're concerned about are the judges, the lawyers, the court officers, the court clerks, and the secretaries. There is no concern for you as an individual when you go into family court because the judges are of the mind that they heard all the stories before.
1: And here's another thing, too. it's, It's a vicious cycle because when you think about it, When you're required to pay child support, okay, they say, all right, well, you're behind. Let's say something happens. You get down on your luck. You lose your job or whatever misfortune falls upon you. They say, okay, you don't have any money. We're going to take your license. So they take your license. You can't drive. You can't drive. Can't go to the interview. Can't get the interview. Can't get the job. Can't get the job. Can't pay no money. Can't pay no money. You're in the arrears. You're in well, the arrears. What about they the fact come get that you. You could be incarcerated. That's what I was getting to. Okay. Eventually, when you can't pay, and you get those warning letters, eventually you'll get that knock at the door where they're waiting for you. So it's like, you know, the system is set up for where they take away the means, such as driving, for you to go get the job, and then after they do that, then they want to lock you up for not getting the job because you couldn't drive to get there because they took your driving privileges away for not having
0: because the you money were not in the first yes, place yes so let me ask you now that the rabbit has the gun <laughs> what is life like now because the power dynamics have changed and just before you answer that I have to let a promo in And we'll pick up with your answer and response to that question on the other side of the break.
2: Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services. The place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B.
0: All right. Welcome back. And just before we stepped aside to let the promo in, we were talking about the idea now that one Vasa Green, you know, as the rabbit, the rabbit has the gun. It's no child support is no fun when the rabbit got the gun. And so now some circumstances, some things have turned in his favor where now he is the recipient of child support. And unfortunately in that process, the children The parent who has the children, the child or the children, is the parent with the power. And so, Mr. Green, now that you are the rabbit with the gun, now that the rabbit has the gun, how has that dynamic been with you in terms of your dealing with the wife? Is she still as aggressive, assertive? Like, what's happening with that experience now for you that now that you got the gun?
1: Well, before I get into that, I need to give you a little context on how I became the rabbit with the gun. Okay. Because uh, when it comes to men and women, I'm sure other fathers will agree it takes an act of Congress to get your children from out under the mother's custody. For some reason, the system thinks that because the children come out of the mother, somehow that makes them better parents. Well... And the ten year struggle that I endured to get them um, what finally allowed me to have full custody of my sons was and I have to thank my ex-wife's nephew as well as several other members of her family, because there were things going on in the house that I knew were I knew were going on. But in the court of law, it was my word against hers. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, and there was an incident that occurred where she had some sort of mental breakdown. The children were spending their own money to feed themselves. They were told that they could go to school. They were given the choice whether or not they could go to school. Things of that nature, and uh my ex-wife's nephew actually came up to visit and saw the conditions that my sons were living in and he mm. reached out to me and made the call and told me what was going on and i filed an emergent hearing and when the judge was trying to contact my ex-wife because she was supposed to appear in court there was a mental breakdown on her behalf um It took the judge a while to get in contact with her. When she finally did get in contact with her, she was she was talking in a lot of gibberish and it just Mm. didn't sound correct. So the judge had no other choice but to award. My sons to me, which actually I was in such disbelief because I had been to court so many times and turned down. And I just want to say to other fathers out there that are fighting for the custody of their children, unfortunately, as men, we tend to be impatient. You know, we may go to court one or two times, and because we take that L and we don't get what we want, we say, you know what, let them stay with their mother, I'll just pay, because I'm tired of going here and not getting what I want. But if you truly want your children, you have to be willing to go the whole nine yards. I fought tooth and nail. For 10 years so you have to be willing to go as far as it takes and go the distance if you truly want your children because what happens is most judges they're not used to a father fighting this diligently for their children so they'll say wait a minute this man is not here for for nothing you know he has been consistent in coming here he's complained he's he's done what he's supposed to do he, and I want to say this too. You got to stay current with your child support because that's the first thing they go to. If you're in their arrears, that ruins your credibility. I stayed current, so that helped. But when they see that you're a consistent person coming in to advocate for your children, that's something they don't see every day with fathers. So that worked in my favor as well. Um, so with that along with the testimony of not my side of the family, but her side of the family. That is what made them have no choice but to award them. But again, I was so surprised. I said to the judge, so are you saying that they're mine now? The judge said to me, (laughs) yeah, you know, we used to taking L's, but the judge said, Mr. Green, take your children and go home.
0: Wow. Wow. So now, The rabbits got the gun. And so how has the dynamic changed in terms of the relationship with the mother who, you know, pretty much was um, taking advantage um, of the fact that she had the upper hand and she knew it. Now, how has that changed?
1: Well, before I get into that, you know, she definitely was still a little stubborn because to go back to the taxes now for, an entire, well, maybe nine months out of you but a significant amount of time had passed that they were under my custody living in my home.
0: Yeah, you got the little rabbits with you. Exactly. You got the gun now. Yeah,
1: exactly. So what happened? So what happened was when it came time to file taxes, she had become so accustomed to claiming them when she had custody, she actually claimed the both of them while they were living with me, for nine months out of the year after I
0: received them. Still doing the same old stuff, huh? Yeah. Old habits are hard to break. Yeah, for some, again, I guess it's because she felt, hey, I'm
1: the mom. Mm-hmm. They came out of me. Uh huh. And that means they're closer to me than they are to you.
0: And, and, and I guess the residual, you know, that, that, of, that power that you have as the custodial parent, It's hard to relinquish. Exactly. So from a financial standpoint, she
1: was still trying to reap the benefits of having the children when, in fact, they had lived with me that entire year or most of that year to where I was eligible. So when I went to claim my taxes, my tax return got delayed because I got a letter from the IRS saying, Mr. Green, uh, there's been some sort of challenge
0: wow.
2: to say
1: that you did not have them. So luckily for me, I had the original court documents that awarded me custody. It was in January, um, and I submitted those to the IRS. It took about two, mo- two months longer, so I had to wait an extra two months to get the money. But I finally did, and what that means to her is if she got the money, that means she had to pay them back. Or if she didn't get the money, they had to tell her,
0: you didn't have your sons. Uh huh. Uh huh. So let me ask you this. Let's just forward to the present day circumstance. How are things with the mother now? Is she more humble? Is she still feisty? Uh, does she realize that the rabbit has the gun? Oh, most definitely.
1: Especially when. Uh, when I went to court and she didn't show up and I specifically asked for all the time because when I when I received the children, um, I just got them because it was an emergent hearing. So we had to go back to court after she left the mental institution that she was in so that she could plead her case. But I specifically said to them before we adjourn, your honor, I request that the child support that I'm now receiving be backdated to the first day that I received custody. Okay. You wanted to do the retro. Exactly. So now that means that she didn't just have to pay for that day. She had to pay for the, all the way back to the first day that I received them when I was awarded. And currently she is, can I say the number? Whatever. I would say estimated she's about, Ten racks in the hole right now. Ten racks meaning $10, what? $10,000 wow. in the hole. In
0: arrears, as as the legal term goes. $10,000 in arrears?
1: Yes. So because of that, her child support payments have been increased in an effort to get her
0: but, current. But, but I want you to answer the question, which is, has her demeanor, has her behavior changed now that the rabbit has the gun. What has that been like? She more humble? Is she still assertive? Like, is she feeling the burn, you know, now that the rabbit has the gun? she,
1: you know, she's always been stubborn. So as much as she tries, you know, I always remind her and let her know that, you know, you started this ball rolling with putting us in this system in the first place. And this sword will cut both ways. So, For the times that she initially, yes, she was a little stubborn. She was a little feisty, but now it's a whole different animal.
0: Well, let me ask you this. With that being said, that it's a whole different animal. How do you feel? Are you uh, vindictive in your dealings with her now because she did what she did to you? Are you, you know, of the mind to get her back? Or are you just keeping it moving now that the rabbit has the gun I will be honest with you initially I did
1: think that way I definitely thought that I wanted her to feel it but I have to remember that you know this isn't about her or myself and our issues this is okay. about our boys and I have to remember to put them first um so no I all I do is I parent you know she You know, she has her time when she's with them, but the difference now is now she has to ask permission for when she wants them aside from her designated visitation time. If she wants to come up to my home and wants to spend time with them or she wants to do anything with them, it has to it has to come across my table. I am now the gatekeeper. I am the one who makes the final decisions on what happens with my boys. And I have to say that since they've been with me, they're thriving. You know, my oldest son is a junior. He's just finished taking his PSATs. Uh Uh, My youngest son. Has his grades improved and things like that? His grades as well as his attendance has improved because again, earlier I said that, you know, their mom was giving them the choice whether or not to go to school. When they would come home, um, she would have them standing outside in the cold. She was... Wait, wait, wait. Well, where was she that they would be standing outside in the cold? She was in the house. Um, Sleep? Like, no, she wasn't asleep. In fact, they told me when they would come to the door and this is like in the, in the winter time, she would come to the door and see them and turn around and go sit back down and not let them in because there's some mental health issues going on with her that were, I guess very influential in allowing me to get of
0: her making the good decisions.
1: uh, Yes. And that was the catalyst for me being able to get them. So again, unfortunately it takes some trauma or something unfortunate to happen to your children before the fathers can actually get them which I didn't like but cuz I had been fighting for them for years and I knew it was going on but I couldn't prove it uh-huh but once her side of the family corroborated my stories and they were telling them the things that were going on so because it came from her side I guess it made it more believable credible right right you know and I just regret that it took my sons enduring so much trauma before the right decision was made to turn them over to me
0: wow wow well yeah I have to applaud you for that I mean myself I have a similar experience I spent 10 years in family court fighting for my daughter and it wasn't until she was physically abused by her mother that I finally received custody. So in closing, let me just ask you if there is, I want to ask you a two-prong question, which of course would require a two-prong answer. What would you say to fathers or mothers who, you know, are on the bottom end of this experience where the other parent is abusing their You know, for lack of a better word, abusing their power, if you will, because they, when you have the children, when you are the custodial parent and you're not of a good nature, you know, that parent tends to abuse that power, if you will, and, um, mistreats the father. I mean, why the heck are good fathers mistreated by the mothers? But in regard to the two pronged question, what would you say in closing? to fathers in terms of how to deal with this experience before the rabbit has the gun. And how do you deal with this experience after the rabbit has the gun?
1: Okay. So before the rabbit has a gun, as I stated earlier, you have to be willing to take those L's and be willing to have to go back to court to file, to spend money and, utilize time that could be allotted for something else if you truly want your children this is something you have to do because as fathers we are already behind the eight ball so to speak just for being fathers you have to prove that you want to be a significant part of your children's life almost double of what they have to do just for being there so if you want your children and you are the rabbit that doesn't have the gun, you have to be willing to go the whole nine yards. You can't take one or two losses and give up. You have to be willing to go the distance because, again, when the judges see that you are a father that's constantly there and as those dockets start to pile up, and the accusations of the things that she's doing are starting to pile up, then eventually they will see that you are serious and they will know that you're not there because you have nothing better to do.
0: Okay. And so the second prong of this two prong question is what what advice do you have for fathers, you know, once they as the rabbit has has the gun? Do they make the woman, the mother pay? Do they get them back? Where where should their focus be once the rabbit Has the gun.
1: Well, I mean, I can't tell anybody what to
0: do. I mean, Uh you know, but
1: um, I would say in the best interest of your children, because, again, they're still even though they're with you, they're still seeing your interactions with the other parent. So in their best interest, I would recommend that you try as best you can to to maintain an amicable relationship with them. I mean, Chances are they're going to be bitter because when you you know, as the great Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without demand. So it's very hard to have that power and know that it's been snatched away from you. And now you're on the other end and you're getting the short end of the stick. So there may still be some contention on their side, some bitterness. And I would I would attest that to. They know what they were doing to you, and now they have the fear that you're going to exact that revenge and turn the tables on them. But if you keep it in perspective and realize that everything you're doing is for the best interest of your children, you should be fine.
0: All right. All right. Well, one, Mr. Vassar Green, I want to thank you so much for having the courage to come on the podcast and talk about your experience before you had the gun. And as the rabbit with the gun, and hopefully the audience received that in a way that was, you know, behooving to them. You, Do you have something else you want to say? Oh, I wanted
1: to just say that, uh, well, I wanted to ask you, get your personal opinion, professional
0: opinion. Would I be regarded as a survivor? A survivor? That's That's a good question. I mean... Having myself gone through that experience and it can be a very tumultuous, emotional, emotionally draining, very expensive. Draconian. Fi- yeah. Filled with disappointment. I, I even done, did some research on it where the whole child support process could be considered unconstitutional.
2: You mm. know, when
0: it comes to the fact that, see, fathers, we so busy fighting for rights. See, if you have to fight for rights, then you don't have any rights. And I, I, you know, I, uh, you know, reckon that to the experience with black people in America where we were fighting for civil rights, yet there were documents, the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights already on file saying that, you know, as an American, you know, all men are created equal. We, you know, we're here in America. So, but, but there was a certain group of people that had to fight for those rights. And if you, as a father, have to go to court to fight for your rights, then you don't
1: have any rights. Right. So just like those documents didn't recognize us as black people, as human, apparently the court system doesn't recognize fathers as parents. And it's a it's
0: a very, very, it could be dark. It could be lonely. It's really how you see it. But I, too, did not give up. And I mean, it was expensive. I could no longer. I didn't even use an attorney anymore because I found that when they went to court, they would see somebody they thought they knew in court. And then they would talk about a conference that they met five years ago. And then they go into a room and they come out and offer you a settlement that you didn't. One, even file your motion to get, and then they insist that you take the settlement or it'll cost you another $10,000 to have them represent you for something that you didn't even ask them to represent you for. So the entire process is, is bogus. Family, family court is not the place to be. If it, I mean, I think it's good to go there to set the initial rules where the children should be on Christmas, how many days, how many hours, the birthdays, who has them on during the holidays and Thanksgiving when the grandmother gets to see him. It's good for that. But other than that, when you're going back and forth and fighting back and forth, that is a losing proposition. Even when you win, you lose. Go ahead, sir.
1: Yeah. And I just wanted to say to, to, to your point about the, how everybody is in cahoots and in bed together, the same lawyers that, Help railroad you this Saturday. They'll be all on the golf course together.
0: Exactly. It's a it's a it's a very frustrating. I, I I cannot even assign enough adjectives to what I would like to say in terms of how bad that process could be for you. The longer you stay in it, the more suffering you will do. But we love our children, and you have to hang in there. And if the rabbit. And if you, as the rabbit, are going to get the gun, (laughs) you got to stay in there until you can get the gun.
1: Bang, bang.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I also want to say, I believe, after
1: doing some research, I think these laws that give the mother so much power, I think they probably came in, like, the 50s and 60s because, you know, back then, less women were in the workforce. They were homemakers. So when the fathers left... The mothers needed that support from the fathers because they had little work experience, if any. They were homemakers. So they needed that. So we're working off of a very dated system because now, you know, women are CEOs, women are executives. They are, you know, they're doing a lot more financially and a lot better financially than they did 50 and 60 years ago. But unfortunately, the laws have not changed with the times.
0: Well, you know, if I could just add to that, which to what you're saying, a, a good part of that had to do with domestic abuse, how women were were not respected, how they were abused physically, sexually. And so there was a time when the courts... Thought that matters of, uh, domestic violence were family issues. And so they ignored those issues for years. And so now the culture, you know, once the, the legislators started, um, enacting policies like violence against women and all types of other movements towards, um, violence against women and intimate partner violence, the, the culture, the understanding of of the treatment of women changed, and then it became um, a part of the court decision-making, and now it's inculcated in the minds of the judges that th- there is a bias. And I'm not talking about racism. I mean, racism is there. But there is a bias against men in, in the family court system. There's no question about it. All the judges are white. They have gray hair. They're older, and personally, they—they they, their attitude is that they know all. They've heard. They've heard all the stories before. They don't want to hear it, and they say that they make decisions that are allegedly in the best interest of the child. But as the parent in those situations, rarely do you feel like your child, you know, is behooved by some of these. Uh, capricious and arbitrary Decisions And we're trying to get out of here But Vassar Green wants to say something else Before we yes. get out of here
1: Let me just say this I personally think that each Each uh, matter should be handled On a case by case basis And you should not be generalized With what's going on Every case should be treated As an individual case Because the judges are not in those homes. They're not seeing what's going on with regards to, you know, in, in this case, how the mothers are treating the, treating the fathers, treating the children, the things that they're doing when the father is no longer in the home. And it's a, it's a very slippery slope. And I just think that each case should be given its due diligence individually.
0: All right, so we're going to leave it right there. And child support ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun. I want to thank Bassett Green for coming on the podcast and having the courage to tell his story. And hopefully you learn something from what he has shared with you today. I want to thank you for being on your Peloton with us. Riding you know jogging with us Listening to us in your car And most of all remember as I always say Love is an action Not a word And it is not supposed to hurt Until we meet again my friend I'll talk to you later Peace As we wrap up this show I hope this topic helped you to grow and now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg@gmail.com. gmail.com. See my website relationshipreadiness.org to learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs. Related to life, love and work Finally In the words of the late Great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr If I can help somebody As I pass along If I can cheer somebody With a word or song If I can show somebody He is traveling wrong Then my living Will not be in vain Until we meet again do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace beloved.